0: Nam I'm really feeling privileged to meeting you once again. Recently a movie called named Kashmir Files get released and after hearing about that movie, I started digging into deep that what happened with the Kashmiri Pandit and uh, the more and more details I'm going into. The thing is yeah, it should be heard. there, there is nothing wrong in hearing their voice, but what it affects, it's sometimes it's uh, making me emotional. It is, I'm getting ang- angry. I'm getting empathy towards them. But all in all, it's affecting or deviating me towards my main goal. So how to keep ourselves uh, out, just separate from the uh, towards our goal and such things? See, first
1: thing. Facts are facts, right? Ir- uh, irrespective of the effect a fact may have upon you or any other person, fact is a fact. We do not have the truth to respect, the truth is formless, right? Next to the truth, there is the fact that must be worshipped. I'm not even saying respected, I'm saying worshipped. Right? The formless, attributeless, nameless truth, you will never be able to experience. But the fact, the fact, that's the next thing available to us. So respect the fact as you respect the truth. It's a spiritual thing. Hmm? Yes, there would be a lot of people who would uh, feel emotionally disturbed after watching a particular movie. There would be a lot of people who live in their fancies and do not want their dreams to be shattered. There are a lot of people who live in hopes and they do not want... To lose hope does not matter. Your hopes, your dreams, your fancies, your vulnerabilities, none of them are more important than the fact on the ground. I'm not uh, claiming here that the movie you mentioned is an accurate depiction of the fact on the ground. Hmm? That's for you to judge. The, the material on the 1990 happenings is uh, as much available to you as it is to me. So each of us can independently investigate and research and know. It is quite possible that the movie is biased or is a selective representation of the happenings, it is possible. I am not getting into that. What I am saying is that when a fact comes to you, do not say what is the point in knowing this. Knowing is its own point. Know for the sake of knowing. There can be no argument in the favour of not knowing or ignorance. Something happened, why not know the facts, right? And uh, there's a lot of noise that is saying, what's the point in digging those old graves? What's the point in, in revealing these facts if they create disharmony? No. Harmony that exists on the back of ignorance is worse than acrimony. What kind of harmony is this that cannot bear the light of facts? That which cannot bear light is called darkness, isn't it? Right? So know what is happening, now the next thing. There is a great difference between knowing and reacting. appreciate this. First of all we said, never never deny knowledge to yourself. The facts are sacrosanct. Hmm? Even if you know that your dream castle is going to shake if you open its door to facts, still keep the doors open. Hmm? That's the first thing we said. Now the next thing. Knowing is very different from reacting. In fact knowing is very different even from experiencing. You cannot know if you are emotionally involved, if you see something on the screen and that takes you in. You become one of the characters there. You start identifying with this party or that person. You are not knowing anymore. You are just identified and identification precludes understanding. Are you getting it? So on one hand I am saying, do know. Do not say that something is worth avoiding. If If it is factual, go ahead, embrace it. On the other hand, just because you know of something, it does not oblige you to react, especially in an emotional way. And that's what is happening all across the country. No? People are watching the movie and they are reacting insanely. Now that's not the proper use of facts. Facts are to be used To dispel the cobwebs in your brain. We carry myths. We carry illusions. We carry false beliefs. Facts are there to wipe all that away. Facts are not there to instigate the animal center in you. Are you getting it? So when you are internally cleaned by the fact, which is the proper purpose of the fact, to clean you internally, to rid you of your illusions and imaginations, then you become empowered to act rightly and this right action is not an emotional reaction. This right action comes from a place of tranquil power. Hmm? Tranquil power. Power not desperate to express itself. Power not insecure to prove itself. Tranquil power. I know. And I'll act as per the knowing. That is very different from reacting from your animal center. The center of vengeance. The center of ignorance. Are you getting it? Now I know what makes for an exodus or a genocide. I'm not just blindly getting angry, I'm understanding. I'm not reacting from my Hindu identity, I'm understanding. And when I understand, I understand something that is far wider than a mere localized incident. Then I go to the root of the problem and when I go to the root of the problem the solution shines and that solution shines within me I realize that the problem does not begin with the outsider the problem begins inside us if the problem begins inside us then the solution must also begin inside us The outsider is not very important. The outsider does play a very visible role. It is very tempting to brand the outsider as the center of the whole suffering. But the outsider really comes later. The weakness first begins within. Can I take care of my weakness? And if I don't take care of my weakness, then history will repeat itself. As it has repeated itself anyway a hundred times. Are you getting it? Hmm? The the clear mind, the reflective mind does not think in terms of stray isolated incidents. It thinks in terms of our existential tendencies. What is it that causes a people to be afraid and flee? What is it that causes another people to stay put and resist? Whether we are talking of the Kashmiri Pandits, or we are talking of Ukraine, or we are talking of Iraq and Afghanistan, or we are talking of the erstwhile, Yugoslavia. What's common among all these? They all were challenged by vastly superior forces. Right? But the outcomes were greatly different. Can we understand what human tendencies are at work? And if we can understand that, then we can challenge our internal weaknesses. Then we can prevent history from repeating itself. How is it that one people or one country falls so easily, whereas another people resist staunchly? How is it that the story of Kashmir in face of oppression is very different from the story of Punjab in face of oppression? Shouldn't you ask these questions or should you just become revenge thirsty and start acting emotionally instead of instead of letting your your independent discretion operate do you want to become a part of a mob and act in a very communal way hmm? so whenever a disturbing fact comes to you use it to learn something more about life and, more importantly, about yourself. It disturbs you because it it pricks you at your pain points. And if those pain points exist, it means you have weaknesses. Let the disturbing fact be used to remove your weaknesses. Then you'll be stronger. Then there'll be no need to yield to oppression, then there will be no need to escape away from your homeland. Hmm? Then you will have the courage and the abandon to fight a just battle right till your last breath. Are you getting it? Huge, important, and impossible battles are not fought on back of emotions. Emotions are hormonal spikes. They cannot last long. If you want to do something worthwhile in life, You need the power of continuous, timeless understanding. Getting it? Let facts open the door to understanding.
0: Where he will explain that what people like me are feeling when we are getting emotionally emotional spikes, and we need to understand. Yeah, getting you know the fact is really important, but we should control our spikes, emotional spikes. And so thank you very much for explain explaining this. Uh,
1: Prasad Recharla. The question says, Namaskar ji when there was a discussion regarding Ukraine and Russia and regarding Kashmir files, what I had in my mind was that I don't have knowledge, information on current affairs, social activities in the world. Even if someone tries to come and tell these things to me, I ignore and concentrate on my work. Mm, And I continue with my work. I feel that the work that I do is more important than all these global affairs. So I conclude that uh, self-work is much more important. And uh, only that much of worldly knowledge is needed that enables me to do my own work is my understanding correct to the extent that it uh, tells me of your devotion to your work to that extent um, I admire what you have written Hmm? that you want to be so um, solely immersed in uh, in your work I don't know what your work is I hope it's a noble work that you want to uh, not just be immersed. You want to be marinated in your work. You want to uh, you, you want to soak in your work so that you don't uh, need to know of anything, and that's that's uh, honorable. If you can come to that state where the world does not. Uh, matter to you at all and where your work proceeds in isolation, wonderful. But now here Mm. starts the problem. It is very difficult to do anything in this world that is totally independent of what is happening elsewhere in the world. At a micro level, yes, Uh, that is something you can enjoy for a while. Let's say, you make pots, and you may very well say that how does the Russia-Ukraine thing affect my work. I make great pots, and I put spiritual quotes on the pots, mugs, jugs, containers that I make. Mine is a beautiful work dedicated to the truth. I don't need to be bothered about Afghanistan or Ukraine. you can say that, and what you are saying will serve you indeed for a while. But a point will come when this kind of uh, you know watertight separation between the global happenings and your micro field of work will no more be sustainable, right? so. As long as you can uh, continue to celebrate in your isolation, wonderful. But uh, you won't be able to sustain it for long. Because everything is related definitely to everything else. One day a bomb may shatter all your pots. And uh, probably you may like to know where the bomb came from. Not just the the plane that dropped the bomb or the country that dropped the bomb, but the human instinct that dropped the bomb. Hmm? So investigating these uh, global affairs or the social happenings uh, around you is a good way to come to know of uh, the human mind. Hmm? That's the reason why you must have knowledge. The Upanishads put it very unambiguously. The one who has worldly knowledge but no self-knowledge falls in a deep well. Hmm? And that's the verse you seem to have taken to heart. Hmm? The one who has worldly knowledge but no self-knowledge falls into a well. So good, so far. And then the very next verse, it says, The one who has self-knowledge, without worldly knowledge, falls into a well, even deeper. (laughs) lot of self-knowledge, no worldly knowledge, the rishis are cautioning, you will fall into a well even deeper. And then they say that the one who has both. Self-knowledge as well as worldly knowledge crosses over death and attains immortality which means now nothing can hurt you or harm you or obliterate you. Right. When you, when you take these verses together do you know what you see you see that the rishis are saying that even self knowledge is impossible in absence of worldly knowledge because the self the self is nothing but an extension of the world the self and the world are one thing They are mirror images. That which you call as a self comes almost completely from the world. How will you know the self if you do not know the world? Therefore, in pursuit of self-knowledge, worldly knowledge is essential. Similarly, the world is but a reflection of the self. How will you know the world if you do not know the self? So to the scientists, the rishis of the Upanishad will say, Oh scientist, have some self-knowledge. Because you can never be a good scientist if you do not have self-knowledge. And to the spiritual seeker, the meditator, The rishis will say, son, do not just sit enclosed in your dark cave, in your internal world. See how the world lives, have knowledge, know the ways of the world, see how the institutions operate, see how societies live, see how communities interact with each other. See how nations uh, behave with each other, see how men and women behave with each other. See how history unfolds. When you know of all these, then self-knowledge becomes easier. Therefore you must have both. When you have both, then you cannot be terrified. You cannot be deluded. Hmm?